0: Let's take our Bibles, and if you would, put a marker in Joshua chapter number 2, and then we'll go to Hebrews 11. Brother Duke was mentioning that often in in the books of 1st, 2nd Timothy, and even Titus, there's some negative verses. We call that that rebuke and the reproving that Paul told Timothy he was supposed to do, and and, uh, that's the kind of preaching most of us don't like. We love sermons about Jesus. We like the sermons about heaven that we can shout about, but the ones that get up close and personal, we don't like those a great deal. And uh, Tom Malone one time, Dr. Malone over there in in, uh, Pontiac for many years, somebody came to him, one of his church members, and said, Pastor, so we love your preaching, but you're just so negative. You're always against this and against that. Would you preach something positive? So the next Sunday he got up and said, you know, I was told I've been too negative in my preaching, so I've studied this week. And I'm going to preach a very positive message this morning. I am positive I'm against drinking liquor. I'm positive I'm against smoking. I'm positive I'm against lying and stealing and running around on your spouse. See, I'm positive about it. I like that getting and preach it. Amen. Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. Uh, the Bible tells us here. Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We've been talking about lessons of faith. We've looked at a lot of different characters. And in every one of them, we've seen the truth that's given in Romans chapter 1, verse number 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. As a believer, we're supposed to live from one moment of faith to the next moment of faith. The problem is, that goes against our nature. We want to see it, we want to understand it. Think about this, clear back in the Garden of Eden, what did Satan tempt Eve with? Well, God didn't tell you everything. You can be like God, you can know things he's not telling you. And she wanted to know what God had not revealed. He was trying to get her to live by sight, rather than faith. Just something to think about. And so as a believer, that's our big challenge. And we've been looking at these different characters. Last week, we looked at verse number 30. Let's jump down to that one. And where it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. We looked at lessons of faith from uh, the battle of Jericho. And we saw that, uh, that the strength of our faith is evidenced when we believe God, first of all, when it doesn't appear to have any chance of success just walking around a wall doesn't look like something that's going to cause a wall to fall down. But that's what God said. Um, We saw that our actions of faith sometimes do not seem to be having any effect. Yeah, it was probably fun the first day, maybe the second day. By the time you get to, you know, the fourth day or the fifth day, like, Joshua, when are we going to fight? And when's the wall coming down? And uh, they had to, number three, learn to obey God in the battle. Just do what God says, even when it does not make sense. Most of the time, if it's something we're doing by faith, it doesn't make sense from a human perspective. And then we saw, last of all, that God elevated the leader, Joshua, because Israel obeyed. We looked at the last part of that was that Joshua met the captain of the host. He saw that it was God that was going to fight for them. We made three observations that they believed God's plan, they obeyed God's instruction, and they experienced God's blessing. In with that story of Jericho, we get to verse number 31. Now look at here, if you would, Hebrews 11, verse 31. By faith, the heart at Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. We're going to look this morning at lessons of faith from the life of Rahab. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Father, would you please help us as we study this morning? Would you help me as I teach? I pray you'd help me to say what you once said, and help me not to say the things that you would have me not to say. I pray you would you just control our thoughts this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would speak through me, and uh, help us to see from the scriptures those truths that we need this week to help us in our Christian life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of course, we know the story of, of Rahab back in Joshua. In fact, if you'll go ahead and turn there. Joshua chapter number 2. When they sent the spies into to, uh, to Jericho to, to look to see what was there. And, and by the way, go, sending the spies in that time was the same as when God sent the 12 spies into the, the land of Israel from Kadesh Barnea. It was not to see if they could conquer. It was to see what they were going to conquer. In both cases, God had already promised victory. I love what Brother Roloff says. We don't fight for victory. We fight in victory. It's already settled. I read the last chapter of the book. We won. Amen. And, and here, uh, they sent the spies in. Uh, look at verse number one. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out, out of Shadon two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And so they, they're they there spying it out. And, uh, well, let's just continue reading. We'll, uh, we'll read down through this a little bit. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither in the night of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said, Thus, uh, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence. They are, and uh, whence they were, and it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate that it was dark, and the men went out, whether the men went out uh, not uh, I what not uh, pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them, but she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof, and the men pursued after them uh, the way to Jordan unto the fords as soon as they were pursued after, the, uh, after them were gone. They shut the gate, and before they were laid down, she came up to them uh, upon the roof, and she said unto them, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, uh, Sihon and Og. Whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my Father's house and give me a true token. That ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye you utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will, d- that, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window. For her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you into the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. And hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned. And afterward, may you go your way. And the, women, the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring hither thy father and and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thine house into the street his blood shall be upon his head and we will be guiltless and whosoever shall be with thee in thine house his blood shall be upon our head if any hand be upon him and if thou utter this bus- uh, utter this our business then we will be quit of the of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. And so we see, here's the story. She hides them up there. They, they, they're looking for them, and, and uh, she hides the spies from the men, uh, from the king, and then she lets them down. They make this, this agreement, and we know the story of Rahab, how that she and her family were saved alive. It's an amazing story. We look back at Hebrews 11, it says, by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies." with peace. The first thing I see in her, uh, as we study the the, the the faith of, of Rahab, number one, is the content of her faith. What did she believe? Look again at verse 9 of Joshua 2. She said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, that your terror has fallen upon us, uh, and that the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up uh, the water of the Red Sea. Uh, and she gives that story again. And what you did to, to, to the two kings, Sihon and Og. And then in verse 11, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Now notice this, verse 11, in the middle of the verse. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. The first thing about the content of her faith, she feared the God of heaven. She had understood that God was working on their behalf. I don't know what she, her, her, her city worshipped. I don't know what kind of God the, Jer, the, the folks in Jericho worshipped. But she understood the God of these men was the real God of heaven. She feared them. Uh, why did she fear them? Because of what God had done for them we talked about when they crossed over the Jordan River God had Joshua go back and get 12 stones one for, for each of the 12 tribes out of the middle of the dry ground where the Jordan River had once been and build a monument on the other side Jordan and so that in generations to come when the children would ask what mean these stones That the fathers would tell them, it was here that our God stopped the waters of the Jordan so we could cross over into the promised land. That was done so others would know what God had done. The purpose of the monument was to publicly declare what God had done. When you get to Jericho, they'd heard about it. They had heard about the Red Sea 40 years before. You know, that's one of the reasons why we as believers need to broadcast loudly what God's done for us. When was the last time you told somebody how God saved you? They need to hear it. When I mean, you see the Apostle, Paul think it's three times in the New Testament, it records him telling his testimony. How that he was on a road to Damascus and saw a light brighter than the noonday sun and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul. You ever notice in the Bible when God repeats somebody's name, they're fixing to get in trouble. It's just <laughs> The Bible says in Joshua 4, verse 24, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God. God had told jo- the, the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 10, and verse 12, now Israel What doth the Lord thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. God had told Israel, I want you to fear me. The first part of the content of Rahab's faith is she feared the God of heaven. But go back to uh, Joshua 2, look at verse number 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, for the Lord, your God, he is God. In heaven above, and in earth beneath. She feared God, but she believed their God was the God of heaven and the God of, of earth. She had turned from her gods to the true one and only living God. You know, that's, if somebody's going to get saved, that's what has to happen. They don't just fear an, a, a, a superior being. They don't believe, well, I, I think there's a God somewhere. No, it's got to be personal. And I love Josh, John chapter number 20, where, where you see the story is eight days after the resurrection, Jesus is in the upper room again with the disciples, and Thomas is there. He didn't believe Jesus had been raised from the dead because he wasn't there the night of the resurrection. He said, until I see the print of the nails in his hands and put my you know, hand in his side, I'll not believe. And eight days later, he appears again, Jesus does, and says, Thomas, put your finger in my hand, and here's my side. And Thomas didn't do that. He fell on his face and said, my Lord and my God. And, and, and Jesus commended him and said, you believe because you've seen. He said, blessed are they who have not seen and yet believed. And then he gives us John 20, verse 31. Write this reference down, if you will. John 20, verse 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. God tells us why the book of John specifically is in your Bible. It's given to prove who Jesus is. That he is the God of heaven. That he is the Son of God. That he is the Christ, the Messiah. And that the only way to be saved is through him. You see, you can't add Jesus to whatever you already believe and get to heaven. Rahab couldn't add the God of heaven to the God she already had and be saved. She had to turn her back from that and turn to the only true and living God. You know, there's all kinds of religious systems in the world today that they don't mind if you talk about Jesus. You realize Muslims don't mind if you worship Jesus? They say, oh yeah, he was a prophet. Now they don't believe the Jesus we believe. Amen. But you go to talk to them. I've witnessed to a lot of them. Uh, in this area and and I've talked to him and that's the the sticking point who is Jesus well he is the son of God he's God the son Um, Mormons don't mind you talking about Jesus but they believe he's a created being just like Lucifer the real question is who is Jesus well he's the Lord amen he is the God of heaven Uh, the Catholic church will add local traditions to what they teach, just to get people in that area to accept them. Uh, the, the, the Catholicism, we learned about it here in class, uh, what, about a year ago now. Uh, all the things they've added to, to what they say the scripture says, they had all these other traditions. Why? Just to make it one big happy family anybody can believe. But no, this woman to get saved, Rahab, to be saved, had to turn from her God to the God of heaven. Look at Joshua 2. And verse number 12, I love this one. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord that since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, that, we will, uh, that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brother and my sisters and all, the, uh, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men assured her our lives for yours. If you utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, we will deal kindly with you, what uh, kindly and truly with you or with thee. She believed, she feared God. She believed that the God of heaven was the true God, but third, she believed in substitution. Think about this: our life for yours. Is that exactly? Is not that exactly the message of the Messiah? Romans three twenty-five whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Jesus was our propitiation. He was the payment, the substitute. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, one of the greatest verses, I think, in all the scriptures. For he, talking about God the Father, hath made him, the Son, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Aren't you glad when you got saved, God no longer can see the record of your sin because that sin was removed the moment you trusted Christ and put on Jesus. Uh, That's what he paid at Calvary. And in his place, God put the record of Jesus Christ. So when God sees you, he doesn't see a sinner who's been cleansed. He sees a record of someone who's never sinned. Because you don't get to heaven by your record of stopping sinning. You get to heaven on the record of the perfect, sinless sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 1 John 2, 2, and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. i like to show the, the Calvinist that verse. He died for the sins of the whole world. Amen. First John 4, 10, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, Mark 10, verse number 45, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give His life a ransom for many. And 1 Timothy 2, uh, 2, verses 3 and following, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave Himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus Christ was our substitute for the judgment we deserved. When Rahab believed, she understood that the God of heaven, the God that the Jewish people followed, was the true God. She understood when those men came to her and and, and then she helped them. She said, I want you to, to, to save us alive because we helped you. And she understood this principle of substitution. Aren't you glad Jesus was your substitute? Ephesians nine: for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If we could get to heaven by anything we do, we'd all brag about it. I hear a lot of people say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to go see so and so and I'm going to go see so and so. No, when we get to heaven. The first thing we're going to do is fall on our faces before a holy God and thank him and worship and praise him for his mercy and his grace. The content of her faith she understood they served the true and living God she wanted to serve the same God it's interesting the demonstration of her faith back in Hebrews 11 I'll read it to you again verse number 31 by faith the heart at Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace it's interesting God doesn't say in verse, uh, in verse 31 of Hebrews, he doesn't talk about all the details of that story. He says she received the spies with peace. Uh, what in the world does that mean? Well, you're there back in, in Joshua 2. Look again at verse 9. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land And that your terror has fallen upon us, that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of of Egypt. And what you did unto the the two kings of the Amorites, which were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Uh, The story, we won't take the time this morning because we don't have time to look at it, but in in Numbers 21, you find the story when they come to Sihon. And Israel tried to go through there in peace. They didn't want to start a fight. But Sihon decided to start a fight. So what did they do? The Bible says that they utterly destroyed him. When they took care of business, there was no one left. Uh, the same happened to, to, to Og. When they got to him, uh, he also picked a fight with them. And God dealt with it. Why? Because these were his people. And he was leading them to conquer the promised land. And these people got in his way. Uh, Hebrews 11, 30, 31 says, By faith the heart harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. Of course, that's the people in Jericho. But also it's it's Sihon and Og. They did not believe that, that the God of Israel was the true God. Uh, she decided, I'm going to receive these men in peace. I'm not picking a fight. Um, you know, Goliath, he picked a fight with Israel in 1 Samuel 17. But you get to the end of the chapter, he regretted that. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you see, Belshazzar does it in, in, uh, in Daniel chapter number 5, the son of Nebuchadnezzar. He picked a, a fight with God. And what did God do? God dealt with him. When, when Rahab saw these men and knew who they were and the people from which they had come, she received them with peace. Why? Because she understood their God can do something our God cannot do. And she decided to receive them in peace. I, I kind of like to look at it this way, Brother Duke. She accepted the Prince of Peace. She accepted their God. Amen? Uh, the results of her faith was, we see there in Joshua chapter 6, when they come in to, de- to destroy the land. and In verses 22 to 25, we see um, Joshua chapter 6, uh, But Joshua, verse 22, But Joshua had said unto the two men that spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she hath, and, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were, were spies went in and brought out Rahab, and her father, and her mother, and her brethren, and all that she had, and they brought them out. Uh, brought out all of her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein. Uh, the result of her, her faith was she was spared. Just as the promise was. Aren't you glad when God promises to us, if you come to me and by faith and in repentance turn to me and trust me, you'll be saved. Aren't you glad God meant that? That we're saved. I love Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Doesn't say might be saved. Can be saved. It says shall be. Hallelujah for that. Amen. She was spared uh, because of her faith. It was her personal faith that spared her. You and I are saved today because of a personal faith. Man, there's so much more I want to say about that. I'm um, just read one more verse. For I got many more. Romans, uh, I'm sorry. John five twenty four. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. She was spared because she put her faith in the God of Israel. Back in Joshua chapter six, look at verse number twenty two, if you will. But Joshua had said unto the two men that spied out the land, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath as ye swear unto her. Verse 25. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's household and all that she had, and she dwelt in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. She was saved. Look at this. Her faith affected her family and her family was spared. Now, I'm not saying when you get saved, your kids are going to automatically get saved. But God's desire is to reach into your family and and win them. That's his desire. It's got to start with somebody, amen? She brought her loved ones. Can you imagine her going to her father and to her mother and her brethren and say, hey, uh, Israel's going to come destroy us. But if you're in my house, there's a scarlet cord. Isn't that a beautiful picture? "uh, Hanging out the window. anybody in this house... Get spared, much like the ark, amen? If you're inside, you're spared. They believed her. What a contrast to Lot when he was in, in Sodom and, and God had told him, I'm going to destroy the city. And he went to warn his family and his, his sons-in-law didn't believe him. It says in, in Genesis 9, uh, 19, 14, and Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters and said up, Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son's-in-law. Rahab had enough influence to influence her family to believe what God said. Lot had no such influence. Does your personal faith have enough credibility with your lost loved ones that your witness to them is believable? The Philippian jailer in Act sixteen. We don't have time to turn there. But when he got saved, he came into the to the uh, the prison and you know, when the, the earthquake had happened, and the doors were opened, and and he asked Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. So they preached the gospel to him and to his family. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, was baptized. He and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. That's how the church got started in Philippi. The jailer got saved. Mrs. Jailer got saved. All the little jailer kids got saved. They were baptized. That's where the church started. Let me ask you: What are you doing to reach your loved ones? Probably my favorite song of. Dr. John R. Rice, his great song, Oh, Bring Your Loved Ones. Uh, The first verse goes like this. How can I meet him without my loved ones? How can I smile and know that they are lost? When I see Jesus up in the glory, without souls, he bought at such cost. Oh, bring your loved ones, bring them to Jesus. Bring every brother and sister to him. When come the reapers home with the harvest? May all your dear ones be safe gathered in. Time now for warning, time now for pleading, time now to weep, to cling to the cross, too late in heaven to win our loved ones, too late to pray, to weep o'er the lost, solemn accounting facing our Savior, rejoice, rewards receiving suffering loss, judgment seat facing Jesus in heaven, wood, hay, and stubble burning His dross. How poor investment in land or in business, what cheap returns will have for our plans, pains, But how the wise will shine in their glory, with souls appear that eternal gain. How glad the meeting praises and singing, when we meet Jesus with all of our own. Then will our labor seem but a trifle, and all our tears and toiling be done. Oh, bring your loved ones, bring them to Jesus, bring every brother and sister to Him. When come the reapers, home with the harvest, may all our dear ones be safe gathered in. She was able to reach her families. We ought to make it a point to get to every one of our family members with the gospel. We ought to so live our lives that our message to them is believable. Something happened in the life of Rahab that her family believed her. And they were spared just as her. The last thing I want to mention is the heritage of her faith. We don't have time to read it. But if you write the references down, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 16 In Luke 3, verses 23 to 38, we find the heritage of her faith. Her her faith reached her family, but it was much more to it than that. You see, Rahab married Solomon. Rahab gave birth to a boy by the name of Boaz. Boaz married Ruth. Ruth gave birth to Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse had a boy whose name was? David, God took this heathen woman, an enemy, a non-believer, offered her grace. She was saved and God put her in the lineage of Jesus Christ. She was grafted in. What a beautiful picture of grace. I believe the greatest lesson in the life of Rahab is God's grace is available to anyone who will have faith in him. That grace brings forgiveness and inclusion into the family of God. Look at Rahab, if there's somebody that didn't deserve to be saved, we none of us do, but you look at her, now there was no reason for God to extend to her grace. Why did he? Because of her faith. We had to take that idea of we're saved just like she was because of our faith in God and take that faith and express it to our families and reach everyone that we can influence. I love the story of, of Rahab because it is a picture of faith and of salvation and a picture of soul winning. Let's be busy this week trying to get somebody to the Savior. Let's pray, Father, thank you for Sunday school. Thank you for this wonderful example of this lady, Rahab, who was saved because she believed in you. She put her faith in you, and it affected her family. And She was able to have great privilege and be part of your story and your plan because of her faith. May we be people of faith this week that express that faith to others. For it's in Jesus then we pray. Amen.